Hey everybody, welcome to Come Follow Me Daily Dose. I'm Lindsay Hansen, and today is September 30th. Today we're going to continue in Doctrine and Covenants section 109, and we are running low on days of this week and still have so much to cover this week, so I hope you'll forgive me as I skip around. But before I do that, there are just a couple of verses here in section 109 that I feel like I really have to hit. Starting in verse 23, it says, And from this place they may bear exceedingly great and glorious tidings in truth unto the ends of the earth, that they may know that this is thy work, and that thou hast put forth thy hand to fulfill that which thou hast spoken by the mouths of the prophets concerning the last days. Now, I absolutely love this because when you receive a mission call, one of the things that you need to do is to go to the temple and to be endowed both with power and also with truth. And so it says, from this place, from the temple, they may bear exceedingly great and glorious tidings in truth unto the ends of the earth. That temple, that endowment is an important part of that missionary work and that missionary power. But then it gives us the reason why they should go to the temple before. It says that they may know that this is thy work. My friends, the temple should stand as a great and grand testimony of the truthfulness of this latter day work. And so I ask you, in what ways has the temple been a testimony to you of the restoration of the gospel? For me, it makes sense that our Father in heaven would want to unite families. For me, it makes sense that he would want to teach us about where we came from, why we're here and where we're going. It makes sense that he would want to teach us step by step how to return to him. Now, the gospel doesn't have to be logical. Not everything always has to make sense with our heads. But for me, the plan as we learn it in the temple makes sense. And thus it stands as a huge testimony to me of the truthfulness of this work. It's there and only there in the temple that we obtain these incredible teachings of the restoration. And so the temple stands as a testimony of that restoration for me. And that's how it is supposed to be. The temple should make known that this is God's work. Now, continuing on in verse 24, it says, We ask the Holy Father to establish the people that shall worship and honorably hold a name and a standing in thy holy house to all generations for eternity. Now, there's something I really love about that word establish. Think about someone who's well-established. Think about a plant or a tree that's well-established. Someone who's well-established has roots somewhere. A tree that is well-established has solid roots. They're not going anywhere. They're firm. And so here, Joseph Smith is saying, we ask the Holy Father to establish the people that worship here in the temple, that through our temple worship, we can obtain these deep roots, this firm foundation in the gospel of Jesus Christ. But it's not just those who worship, it's those who worship and honorably hold a name and a standing in this house. Now, it's interesting, before I had children, I was a temple worker in the Jordan River Temple, and one of my shifts was Tuesday night. I absolutely loved my Tuesday night shift working in the Jordan River Temple. But it's interesting because every single Tuesday, without fail, I would be helping with initiatories and always, without fail, the same beautiful Latina sister would come into initiatories. 
I loved it because I could get the card in Spanish and I could do the initiatories for her in Spanish. And it was so fun. But it got to the point where every time I would see her, it was so exciting and so joyful for me. I didn't need to ask her name after a while because I knew her name. She was there every Tuesday. It was as if she had a standing appointment in the temple. And every time I saw her, her name was honorable to me because I knew the sacrifice that she made to be there every single Tuesday without fail. So I absolutely love this here where it says, establish the people that shall worship, yes, but also honorably hold a name and a standing. I don't know if it means a standing appointment, but I like to think of it that way, that we aren't just the kind of people who worship on occasion, but that we stand in the temple and we stand there frequently. I would love to be the type of person that goes frequently enough that my name is known. And it's almost as if I'm expected there because truly I expected this beautiful Latina sister there every single Tuesday night as she honorably held her name and her standing there in the temple. And of course, I can't read this section without thinking of that incredible talk by Elder Bednar titled after this verse, Honorably Hold a Name and a Standing. So I'm going to play a portion of that talk and of what it teaches us about the temple for you now. The process of taking upon ourselves the name of Jesus Christ that is commenced in the waters of baptism is continued and enlarged in the house of the Lord. As we stand in the waters of baptism, we look to the temple. As we partake of the sacrament, we look to the temple. We pledge to always remember the Savior and to keep His commandments as preparation to participate in the sacred ordinances of the temple and receive the highest blessings available through the name and by the authority of the Lord Jesus Christ. Thus, in the ordinances of the holy temple, we more completely and fully take upon us the name of Jesus Christ. For many years, Sister Bednar and I hosted faithful men and women as devotional speakers at Brigham Young University, Idaho. Many of these speakers were were emeritus or released members of the Seventy who had served as temple presidents following their service as general authorities. As we talked with these stalwart leaders, I always asked this question. What have you learned as a temple president that you wish you had better understood when you were a general authority? As I listened to their answers, I discovered a consistent theme that I would summarize as follows. I have come to better understand the protection available through our temple covenants and what it means to make an acceptable offering of temple worship. There is a difference between church-attending, tithe-paying members who occasionally rush into the temple to go through a session and those members who faithfully and consistently worship in the temple. The similarity of their answers impressed me greatly. Each response to my question focused upon the protecting power of the ordinances and covenants available in the house of the Lord. What was it that gave those early saints such strength? It was the fire of the temple covenant that burned in their hearts. It was their commitment to worship and honorably hold a name and standing in the house of the Lord. We do now and will yet face great challenges to the work of the Lord. But like the pioneers who found the place which God for them prepared, so we will fresh courage take, knowing our God 
will never us forsake. Today, temples dot the earth as sacred places of ordinances and covenants, of edification and of refuge from the storm. I bear solemn witness that the fire of the covenant will burn in the heart of every faithful member of this Church who shall worship and honorably hold a name and standing in the Lord's holy house. My friends, I invite you to ask yourself, what kind of temple worship are you participating in? Are you rushing into the temple to get a session done? Or are you consistently honorably holding a name and a standing within the temple? I testify of the same thing that Elder Bednar testifies of here, that a consistent and dedicated worship in the temple will provide us with the power to overcome all things that we are faced with in this life. I am far from perfect at it. I far too often find myself realizing how much time has passed since I really sat down and pondered in the temple. But I do know that the temple is a place of power. It's a place of peace. And it's a place of refuge that our Father in Heaven has given us so that we could combat the evils in the world today. Thank you so much for listening today. If you're enjoying this podcast, make sure to follow us on social media, subscribe, like, comment, or share. This has been Come Follow Me, Daily Dose, and I'm Lindsay Hansen. 